Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. Have you ever had the Mormons at your door? They talk about Jesus Christ, they say they're Christian, they'll talk about salvation. Is the Mormon church a Christian church? Well, we're gonna ask that question today. I want to introduce Adam Domeyer. Hi, Adam. Hi, nice to meet you. Adam is an evangelist in the church here, and he came this close to becoming a Mormon, but he didn't, and we're gonna talk about why. So if, if you have a Mormon friend, give him a call, have him t tune in or have him watch this show on our website because it'll be up on our website. You can watch all of our shows there. But we need to talk about what Mormonism is. So before we do, though, I always like to get somebody's testimony. In a nutshell, Adam, how did you become a Christian? Sure, that's a great question. Well, I grew up in the ELCA uh, Lutheran Church you did. Um, here in, here in the Twin Cities. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, I grew up over in Woodbury, uh -huh. and when I was a 14-year-old, um, my family took a trip out to Salt Lake City. So I was introduced to Mormonism at Temple Square, right in downtown, and we got a, a tour by two sister missionaries. Okay. And that is how um, I came to uh, start learning about about Mormonism. And then I asked my dad a question, and I said, why did you turn down an offer for the copy of the Book of Mormon to the, to the missionaries had asked him if he wanted one and he said no. And I just asked, I'm really curious as to why. And he said, that's a conversation that we'll have uh, when we get back home. So we actually never had that conversation. We just kind of forgot about it and months moved on. And I started my ninth grade year in high school and I met a Mormon girl named Mallory. And so I asked her, I uh, wrote her a note and asked her for a copy of the Book of Mormon. And so the next day at school, um, she gave me a copy of the book with a folded up note that said, um, if you read Moroni chapter 10, verses three through five in the Book of Mormon and pray about it, you will be able to have your own testimony of this book. So a few days later, I was able to read these verses and then an honest prayer, I went before the Lord by my bedside, knelt down and prayed. And I had what was called, what Mormons call the burning in the bosom. Yeah. It's this feeling that overcomes you. And all of a sudden, what came out of my mouth was, this is the true church. Joseph Smith is a true prophet Joseph Smith, God. 1820, he was born, founds the Mormonism when the angel supposedly gives him golden tablets from heaven with the Book of Mormon. Yes, he was, yeah, and he was born in 1805, and okay. then in 1820 was when he claimed to have had the first okay. vision. Okay. Yes, mm -hmm. correct. So that's not when you came to Christ, though, is it? When did you truly come to Christ? Yeah, I came to Christ uh, nine months later. Okay. So that was in June 2003. What happened nine months later? Yeah, well, nine months later, after everything came out, because I hid everything from my parents, and then it all came out, and then it really made me question everything. At first, I kind of dug my heels in a little bit deeper, and I got what was called a persecution complex because family members were coming against what I was believing, yes. these LDS beliefs. So I started digging my heels in a little more, and then I finally had the opportunity to go to a youth trip with my Lutheran youth group um, okay. to Cincinnati, Ohio. So 
so I did, and it was there seeing thousands of youth across several different Christian denominations, seeing the joy that they had, the passion for the Lord, and that really, that really wrecked me on the inside, and I started questioning mm. because the LDS Church claims to have the only true authority and priesthood authority on the face of the earth. Yeah, they're, now, the, only true, saw, they're the only true believers? Correct. Did they think, the only did true. They think Lutherans are believers? They think that Lutherans and other Christian denominations have some truth, more of like an elementary truth, gotcha. but the LDS Church has the ultimate, okay. the ultimate truth. So, so you see the joy of Christ, and what did that make you leave behind Mormonism, or what? That made me really start questioning, and this was really a period of about four or five days on this trip where I was really wrestling with this because okay. I saw a lot of these youth raise it, putting their hands in the air, worshiping God, and I hadn't seen this in my church growing up, and I also hadn't seen it within the LDS church, okay. just this passion Latter -day and joy. Latter-day Saints church, so I, Mormon cor church. Correct, mm -hmm. yes. And so when I saw this joy and I saw... Um, just what the Holy Spirit could do with someone, I mean, that really got me, that really got me thinking. And so I started going to the Word, and I started going to the Bible, and that's when I eventually renounced um, all LDS teachings okay. and renounced Mormonism. And, and is that also when you accepted Christ? It is. All right. Yes. So now let's, yes. all right, good. I'm glad you didn't. Now, the problem is at your doorstep, they'll say they're Christians, they'll talk about Jesus, Let's talk about who Jesus is in biblical Christianity versus who Jesus is in Mormonism. What would the answer sure. be? Sure, and I would say too, it, it's especially difficult because the official name of the LDS Church or the Mormon Church is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So that makes it a very similar language that we use, but much different terminology. Yeah. So we okay. have to understand that All right. with them coming into it. All right, it. So, so let me ask you the question. Yes. Christians believe Jesus is God, the eternal second person of the Trinity. He's fully God and fully man. What would Mormons say to that? Mormons would actually say that Jesus is the Christ, but the way that they believe that Jesus came into being was an actual spirit child from Heavenly Father. They, they have a couple that says that as man now is, God once was, and as God now is, man may become. Right. So they believe um, in that eternal progression process that you need a physical, physical body before you become a God, but they believe that Jesus was God before he came to this earth. So that makes it really confusing, but they, they believe that his atoning was in the Garden of Gethsemane and not on the cross. So they believe in the historical Jesus, but a little bit different beliefs about what he actually did. They believe that he paved the way for everyone's universal resurrection, and that's what they mean by salvation, but they believe that once we have that, we have to work our way toward exaltation. All right, Am I, here's what I, uh, you tell me if I'm inaccurate. Mormons believe there are thousands yeah. of gods and you can become a god. Correct. And can I, Correct. So Jesus was was Jesus yes. a normal man who became a god in their view? They do have teachings that he was a normal man that became a god and these okay. were more so in the 1800s, but uh -huh. what you'll hear from a lot of Latter-day Saints today was that he was god from all eternity to all eternity. Even in the Book of Mormon in Moroni 8.18, it says that we believe that God is God from all eternity to all eternity, but they believe that there was a starting point. So that's where you can't yeah, really reconcile. Right, because when they're at my door, right. I will say to them, you know, you believe God became, you tell me if I'm wrong, Mormons mm -hmm. believe that our God the Father didn't used to be God the Father. Correct. He became God on another planet that he was living on as a man. 
And that right. if you're a good Mormon, you can become God over your own universe. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Yeah, and that's this a teaching. This is not Christianity. <laughs> right, it's, it's absolutely and, not. And, and the verse I quote to them is from Psalms. Maybe you, maybe you know exactly which one. From everlasting to everlasting thou art God. In other words, God has no beginning or end. He's right. always been God. So what? So right. is that accurate? Is that what they believe? That's that's very accurate. And I would also point to Isaiah 43.10 and Isaiah chapter 46 where it talks about that there, before God there was no God formed, neither has there after, a good and verse. I know of none other. Now there what we go. have to take, because a Mormon, when, when they come to your door, they'll often bear you their testimony. So what you can do when they come to your door is you can go to Isaiah and say, look, this is God's testimony about himself because it's God saying and revealing who he is. And if he knows no other gods before him, then how could our heavenly father, who has a father, who has a father, before him into eternity past, how could he come from gods in an eternal regression of gods to know, not even knowing them? Yeah, and, and for people who right. find all of that confusing, join the group. This is not in the Bible. And it's, is it right. from the Book right. of Mormon? Where do they get all this? Interestingly enough, it is not from the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon does not even teach this about our Heavenly Father. It comes from the Doctrine and Covenants and the Pearl of Great Price two other official books in, in LDS scripture. Okay. And the, one, of the, one of the interesting sermons of Joseph Smith, ironically enough, it was about a month before his death, it was called the King Follett Discourse, where Joseph Smith said um, that you have imagined and supposed that God has been God from all eternity. I will pull back the veil and refute that idea. You must learn to become gods yourselves. Huh. Interestingly enough, he died a month later. Uh -huh. He died a month later. Uh -huh. and but they still believe that. But they still believe so that. So in Mormonism, there's not one God in three persons. There's thousands of gods. You can become a God. Correct. And you can someday have a whole universe worship you as God, like we worship God the Father. Because God the Father didn't used to be God. He became a God and got us. I mean, none of this is in the Bible. Right. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's and, not. And so, do th I mean, I'm... And, I'm curious about this because Jehovah's Witnesses is another cult that we'll, we'll do a different show on, but what do they think of the other cult? What do they think of Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah, they also think um, a, little, a little bit uh, similarly um, to Christians, but they think that they're, they're pretty off okay. as, far as, as far as that's concerned. So they view, like, I don't think Mormonism is Christianity. I want those people to right. convert to Christ. But they would say, right. well, you've got some truth, but we've got it all, kind of. Right, Okay. right. Oy. Yeah, especially when it comes to the missions efforts, the LDS Church has like has um, said several times that look at our growth, our tremendous growth is actually a proof that we're the true church. And then when you compare the missionary growth and the conversion rates between Jehovah's Witnesses or other groups, it's actually greater than the LDS Church. Oh, it is. Islam is spread was uh, is actually spreading at a greater rate than the LDS Church. So, so therefore, is, is that is your Islam criteria? The religion? Correct. There you go. There. Correct. You know, they came to my door once. And I brought him in and we really went at it for hours. And I asked, I was polite and I said, how do you think a person is saved? And they threw, they drew three, they drew three circles. There's heaven number one, heaven number two, heaven number three. If you're a good Mormon, you go to heaven number three. If you're not so good, you go to two. If you're an unbeliever, or, uh, you know, non-Mormon, non you go to number one. And, and, and they said, and at the end I said, if you're going door to door, you're depressing people. And I said, I'm not good enough to get into heaven number one, much less number three. And my only hope for salvation is that Christ died on the cross for my sins. Amen. At which point they said, oh, we believe that too. I said, wait a minute. I just asked you to tell me how to be saved. You didn't mention the word Jesus. So how does a, first of all, do they believe in heaven and hell? 
They believe they believe in heaven, but in in hell, not in the sense that we as Christians believe it, because they believe that the three degrees of glory in what's called the plan of salvation is the celestial kingdom, terrestrial, and then the celestial kingdoms, Mm -hmm. right? And then they have what's called outer darkness, and that is specifically reserved for apostates and those who who leave the LDS Church. And are they there for eternity? They are there for eternity. uh, All right. How about? Do they believe in annihilationism for most people, that if you don't believe in Christ, you're just wiped out? Or Mormonism, you're just wiped out? Or? They don't believe in annihilationism okay. because they do believe that the spirit is eternal, kind okay. of like what they call an eternal okay. round, so that we always had our, our spirit okay. in the past and always okay. will. How mm-hmm. do they believe a person is saved or gets to have a number three or whichever it wanted? How, how, how are they saved, according to them? Sure, yeah, so they believe that they will automatically receive a, resur- a resurrection because of... Jesus Christ um, resurrecting himself, but then in order to achieve the celestial kingdom, they need to, um, first they believe in following Jesus, then they believe in following all the ordinances, meaning that they need to be baptized into the LDS church, confirmed a member, receive what they call the gift of the Holy Ghost, they need to pay a 10% tithe, they have to go through the endowment in the temple to be able to, or they have to be able to get a temple recommend um, and answer all the 14 questions um, correctly in order to go into the temple, they need to be sealed in a, in a um, celestial marriage, uh, marriage for time and eternity in the temple, mm. and and um, and they need to re- repeat this, and it's really living all of the commandments and following all the commandments. So it's in, in salvation order to get by there. good works. It's salvation by good works. Yeah, Ooh. right, right. What, what do they believe? Jesus died on the cross to pay our sin debt. What would they say to that? That's a great question. They believe that the ultimate sealing of the atonement was on the cross, but a bulk of it was in the Garden of Gethsemane. You'll, yeah. you'll hear like Bruce R. McConkie in his book Mormon Doctrine talk all about Garden of Gethsemane, and they believe it, it essentially happened at a, at a different place. And an interesting teaching in the 1800s in the LDS Church, what was called this Doctrine of Blood Atonement, mm-hmm. and it comes straight out of the occult. It's a teaching that there are certain sins that are committed that Christ's blood cannot atone for. Mm. For example, marrying someone of an African race, adultery, really, um, committing apostasy. So they believe that your sins, you needed to atone for those sins yourself by your own shedding of blood. Have, have they changed their so, mind on black people? It's a great question. So they allowed um, African-Americans and those of, of African descent into their priesthood in 1978. Um, and that was through official declaration too. And they just had a 40 year celebration of that this past summer at their B1 conference mm-hmm. um, in their general conference center. So they've, they've come a long way in their rhetoric and their public relations and how they view it. But if, if you just look at the statistics, especially in their general authorities, I there's wouldn't join very it I little black... diversity represented oh. in their worldwide church. Um, so there's still the contention there that um, a lot of people of color will feel in the LDS church, mm-hmm. especially the beliefs into why they were not given that priesthood to begin with, yeah. because they believe that in the pre-existence, they believe that Jesus and Lucifer were spirit brothers yeah, in th- the pre-existence, yeah. and that those who sided with Jesus and fought valiantly were given a body here on earth and were granted white skin. Oh, but those kidding. and those who fought with Lucifer's side were not granted a body and became demons, but those who were kind of in between in the battle and did not fight valiantly or didn't choose a side 
were given black skin. Mama so mia. they call it a curse. Where so this is where again, this is where is this that stems in the book, from. Where do they get this? Is this in the Book of Mormon? Yeah, they get it in the not from the well. The Book of Mormon does have several uh, racist verses. For mm -hmm. example, with um, a curse of blackness coming upon the Nephites okay. um, because of their disobedience okay. and things like that. You'll find this throughout the Book of okay. Mormon. But this mainly comes from the Pearl of Great Price okay. in the Book of Abraham. Okay. Uh, let yes. let what do we got? We got about eleven minutes. All right, so. I'm getting on the plane to go to Italy. I pray my, my prayer, Lord, put me next to somebody that I can share the gospel with. I'm surrounded by 30 Mormon missionaries from America going to Italy. So the guy next sure. to me, I take out my Bible, he takes out his Book of Mormon, and we got into it for hours. And I mean, mm. and I, I was talking that we're saved by grace, not by good works, that only there's only one God, not, not 45,000. And we were having a good discussion and he said to me, my dad's an evangelical Christian, and he begged me not to come on this trip. And at that point, the Mormon leader uh, must have sensed something was going on because he got up and he made the guy move, and he sat next to me. <laughs> Hi, sure. how are you? you sure. know, it was awkward. But if somebody comes to your door bringing Mormonism, how do you witness to them? What do you do? What do you say? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, something that I would do, and it really depends, first of all, on a number of factors. How much time do you have? Mm -hmm. um, you know, how long they're going to be there for? If, what time of day is it? And then also um, paying attention to their nonverbals is huge right when you talk to them. Um, because you can usually tell which missionary is the more dominant one, which one is kind of new, and what happens. And two they rotate constantly, yeah, they too. Okay. So I would really quick pay attention to what they're saying. And kind of what they're getting at, and I would really keep the major, keep um, keep with the major things instead of majoring in the minors. For example, if they bring up the Book of Mormon um, and say, let's let's compare the you know the the two, and I would not you know you if the conversation on their end, for example, goes down Book of Mormon archaeology or on polygamy or that's that's one thing. But I like to keep it on the major Which thing is? on the gospel of okay. Jesus Christ and, and so, who God is. Yeah. Um, because that's that's essential and what what the gospel is. Yeah. So that's very essential. So what I what I would do is I would really talk about um, grace. Mm -hmm. I would really talk mm -hmm. about grace. And you go to Ephesians two verses eight and nine, grace. and that is by grace we are saved through faith, not, not of, of not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. Okay. Um, not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh -huh. Now what you do is you take that to the book of Mormon, to Second Nephi twenty five twenty three, where it says almost the same thing, but it adds a phrase at the end. We are saved by grace through faith, comma. After all we can do, mm, which, which so never, then, nobody ever does all they which can no do. one ever does all <laughs> they can do. So then I ask the question: Are you doing all you can do? Mm. And the common answer you get is, "Well, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best." The interesting thing is that LDS prophet Spencer W. Kimball said in his book, *The Miracle of Forgiveness*, that quote, "Trying is insufficient." End quote. He was an apostle at the time, but later became a prophet. Now, that trying is insufficient, what that means is that you can try and try and try and try and never get there, right? If you're climbing a mountain and you're struggling along the way, you're trying to get to the summit and you're about three-fourths of the way there and you get so tired and mm -hmm. you're trying and trying, mm -hmm. if you don't actually get to the top, it's not good enough mm -hmm. in LDS theology. And that's why you have a lot of missionaries and a lot of Latter-day Saints that are very stressed out taking antidepressants. I mean, you look at the Utah statistics for these things, and, and it's saddening. Are it's there saddening. a lot of, you know, they, they're required if they're men, aren't mm -hmm. they? 
when they're like 18 to go out for two years to be evangelists and that's why you've got them at your doors, is that right? That's correct. And the women required the same thing or not? Yeah, they are required. Um, it's it's usually optional though for, okay, the, for, the women. for the women. And yeah. so um, when they come to uh, how mm-hmm. do you ever see Mormons leave it, convert out of it? Do you ever see people leave the Mormon church? I have seen a few. Okay. I have seen a few. And what's usually in, in my particular case, it's usually over time. So you usually see seeds planted right away. Okay. Um, now, door to door, it might be a little more difficult, but usually there is an exchange of, of phone numbers or emails, and sometimes they might have a, a mission email that they can only, like they may want to talk to you, but sometimes um, they know that they're not able to given with their mission president and there's certain things that they can say and mm-hmm. and that and sometimes if they if they get wind or catch wind that one of the missionaries is is talking with an evangelical christian and they're meeting at each other's homes and things like that they'll switch them out with another one mm-hmm. to prevent those conversations okay. so the big thing is keep the major thing the major thing plant the seed and then always always leave them with something that they can that they can take with them is i was told this mm-hmm. and do you think this is true that the one verse you want to put before Mormons is the verse, from everlasting to everlasting, I am God. Because they don't believe that. Right. Is that a good, is that a good verse? That is a good verse. Where is that, that Psalm West? Do you remember the verse? Psalm, oh well. I, I don't know. People, people can Google yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so you have seen some people leave it, but not tons of people. Not, not many. And it's you, you know, in the Bible, we have a lot of mm-hmm. archaeological stuff they've dug up in Palestine to verify the truth of scripture. Well, they've got this book called the Book of Mormon where Jesus supposedly went to South America or Central America after he died on the cross and rose, he came over to, and that's what the Book of Mormon is. But to my knowledge, there's no verification for any of that. Am I Right. right? That's correct. Yeah. What? No verification. There's even they believe that around 600 BC, around the time of the um, the, the Tower of Babel, that BC and the BC, okay. correct? Okay. Yeah, that there was a, a group um, that uh, left Jerusalem, traveled along the Red Sea. That there was a prophet named Lehi, and that he brought his family. They built a ship and sailed to the Americas. Now it's debated if they supposedly landed in uh, present-day the United States or if they landed in Central America or even somewhere in South America. But that this, um, but that they came to be known as the Nephites and that they built a grand civilization. This they is split. all from this book that Joseph Smith supposedly got from heaven, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Yep. And then this book eventually, they, this the Nephites eventually split into two groups. Now, once they were disobedient, turned away from God, God caused that skin of blackness to become on on uh, Laman, and they turned into the Lamanites. So they were essentially like the righteous uh-huh. branch, known as the Nephites, okay. and then the ones cursed with dark skin, known as the Lamanites. Now. Over a period of time, it spans about the period of time up until about 421 AD, from the last Nephite, Nephite prophet Moroni buried the golden plates after the Lamanites defeated the Nephites. So the they golden believe, plates are what yes. the angel brought to Joseph Smith Correct. as the Book of Mormon. Right. And then they go to Joseph Smith, okay, can we see the tablets? Well, the angel took them back to heaven. Right. Yeah. Right. Took them back to heaven. So yeah. didn't, don't they also believe Jesus came over from? After his resurrection, he came to Central America or something? Yeah, they do. They believe that after, after his uh, resurrection and ascension, he came over to the Americas to visit the Nephites. Again, none of this again. is in the Bible. There's right. no archaeology for any of this. 
Right. Uh, we've got, right. Oh, good, we've still got a few minutes here, eight minutes. Um, d uh, if, if somebody is watching this and they're a Mormon, what would you say to them? Great question. What's your main, what's your main point? To these right. Things? And I would say, especially to, especially to Latter-day Saints nowadays, you have um, been advised in your general conferences um, by your general authorities, um, especially by Elder Uchtdorf, to what's qu called doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. So doubt your doubts, right? So I, what I would suggest to you, instead of doubting your doubts, wrestle with them wrestle with them. And it's, it's really okay to look into things, um, to wrestle with the scriptures, and to dig into, dig into the Bible. And it's really any questions that you're having to really bring them to light and to talk to those who are close to you about them. And to really, really seek out really who God is. Because who God is, is the foundation for the gospel. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes the foundation for everything else in life, everything else you believe in. So I would say that it's, it's truly important to whatever you're going through, whatever you're struggling with, know that you can solely rely on Jesus Christ. And that beware of the burning of the bosom. When they were at my door, Correct. they're, listen, I know Mormonism is true because I, I prayed about it, I got the burning in my bosom and I said, Mm -hmm. I have the Holy Spirit, and the burning in my bosom says you're you're off. And they said yes, right. but the, the Mormon when when we test whether Joseph Smith was a true prophet, you'll know them by their fruits. We see the fruit of Joseph Smith. He founded this huge church, and therefore, and I said, yeah, I look at the fruits of Joseph Smith. They teach that I'm going to be God someday. That God never used to be God. That you're saved mm -hmm. by good works. And I say that's evidence to me he is not of the Lord because you can right. have, you can have a strong feeling, and it's not the Holy Spirit. It's you or it's the devil, but you can confuse the burning of the bosom. That's not the test. The test is scripture, and it doesn't line up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and that, that's what they say in their scriptures, too, is that if you pray about the Book of Mormon with a sincere heart, that the Holy Ghost will reveal the truth of it unto you. But the thing is, is that, yes, the Holy Spirit can confirm a witness. However, what we need to follow is Deuteronomy 13 and Deuteronomy 18 when it comes, when it comes to the test of a prophet. And does it come true? And it does come true, especially when it says that if a prophet or a dreamer of dreams comes to you, and, and um, says to follow, says to another, follow god. another god or follow other even gods. Even if they do miracles, get them out of there. Right, even if they do miracles. You know, Adam, we're out of time, but why don't you hold up a book that you've written? What's it called? Sure. Here? This is called Almost a Mormon, the, t the story of why I gave up Joseph Smith and gained Jesus Christ. Good. And if you go yes. to his website, latterdaysense.org, you can learn about if you want him to come speak at your church or if you want to order the book. Uh, he's there for you if you need him. But boy, Adam, thank you so much. I've wanted to do a thank show you. on Mormonism for a long time. And we love our Mormon people out there, but we don't think you've got the true God. And I just pray that you would consider leaving that for a biblical denomination. And uh, in fact, uh, and if you're a Christian, be, if they come to your door, be polite. Don't slam the door in their face. But talk about what Adam said, that we're saved yeah. by grace and that one God, not 5,000, there's one God and will never be God. Only right. the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the one true God is God. So God bless you, Adam. Thanks so much. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on The Pastor's Study. Thank you for watching The Pastor's Study. 
You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. If you've been blessed by the pastor study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? You can donate at our website, pastorstudy.org, two S's, or mail a check to the pastor study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.